said he is the door let us pray our gracious heavenly father as we once again come to you lord just looking forward to this time of gathering together in your house as we said earlier looking forward to everything that you've got in store for us tonight here at gethsemane father we just uh, praise you for this beautiful day that you have given us we thank you god for our health and our finances, God, everything that you're doing for us, God, your protective power looking out for each one of us and looking over us, God, keeping us safe, Lord. We appreciate it so much. And this opportunity we have tonight, God, I thank you for that, Lord. Help us to take full advantage of this opportunity to worship you and to praise you and to thank you, God. Every time that we can come together this side of eternity, it's a blessing. And I fully believe we'll remember every one of them when we find ourselves in that place of reward called heaven. So thank you once again, God. May your blessing, may your presence, and most importantly, may your anointing be upon this message tonight and upon each one of us as we hear it, God, and as we apply it to our lives and, 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 and also help others, God, with what we hear tonight. All for your glory and your honor. In the precious name of Jesus and all God's children said, amen, amen, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So tonight's message is simply entitled The Door. And um, there's an awful lot that's going through my mind and in my heart tonight. And even as we were getting ready for the service, and I was kind of disconnected just a little bit, um, just a little bit. And because uh, there was so much just bouncing through my mind as where we're going to go in this message, in this service here tonight. But the door is just simply uh, entitled this because of what he says in John's gospel here, that he is the door. He is the way, right? He's the way that leadeth to salvation. Jesus is the way that leadeth to everything that is good. It's through him. And so I began to think about that a little bit, and I began to think about opportunity. And so I want to talk to you just briefly tonight about opportunity. And, um, you know, the, the, the door of opportunity opens for a brief moment, and then it closes. That door doesn't always stay open. Uh, you think about salvation, Jesus comes and knocks on somebody's, the door of their heart, right? And that door, that opportunity, that moment is there. Uh, it's there for a time period, for a, 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 a time such as that. Uh, and it's up to you and I to take advantage, full advantage of that opportunity. Uh, whether we do or not, it's up to us. But again, that, that opportunity will close. And because God is merciful, we'll have, hopefully, more than one op opportunity uh, to take advantage of that, that door being open. I was thinking about uh, the story I found in Acts chapter 20 of a young man named Eutychus. And the Bible says he was a youth. So uh, he, was, he, he must have been probably somewhere in the age of, of, of 16 or under. And uh, the Bible says that it was about three stories high. And uh, tells a story here where um, uh, the, the, one of the apostles here was preaching. And he had become long-winded. And this little boy found himself sitting in a window. He probably propped himself up. You've heard me preach on this before. Got in this window. He thought this was a good place for him to be. And he sits in the window. And as, uh, as the apostle here was, was long-winded in his preaching, the little fella fell asleep and he fell out of the window. Of course, fell down and he died. And of course, the, you know, the apostle runs out and, and he lays on him. And, he bring, and, and of course, God's blessing comes upon the little fella. He comes back to life and he goes back in and he finishes listening to the rest of the message. So that's just kind of a brief uh, overlay of what happened in that passage. You can go back and read it, Acts chapter 20. But what I want to talk about is windows of opportunity and, of course, Jesus being the door. This fellow had an opportunity, right? Here he was in this story. 
Uh, he had an opportunity to hear the Word of God. He had an opportunity not just to hear the Word of God, but he had an, an opportunity to experience uh, the Word of God, which is Christ. And then he had an opportunity to take what he heard and what he experienced and take it somewhere else. But, of course, he fell asleep uh, and, of course, fell out. But he had another opportunity, as we were talking about just a few minutes ago. But I don't want to focus on the fact that he fell out of the window and that he was brought back to life. I really want to talk about his opportunity here. When you think about windows, uh, windows give us the opportunity to see potential, but doors allow us to achieve uh, those opportunities, right? Windows give us the opportunity to see potential. That's what windows are for. Windows are put in a house for you and I to be able to look out and to see, see what's around us from all different viewpoints, right? Most of us have windows that are all over our house. We don't just have one window or two windows. Most houses are made with multiple windows, so no matter where you're at in the house, you've got a view, and you've got a view of the location that you're on, but you have a different viewpoint from each one of those windows. Uh, the purpose behind that, of course, is to take in the beauty, right, of the entire place that you're at, hopefully. Uh, it also gives you an advantage to see what's all around you from different viewpoints. So windows give us that view of the opportunity that lies ahead of us. If you're like me, sometimes when I'm sitting in my house or wherever I might be, if I'm in, inside a building, if I have a window, I find myself sometimes sitting there staring out of the window and I find myself just in some deep thought about what's, what, I, what, I'm, either what I'm fixing to face that next day or either something that I'm seeing. But windows give us that opportunity to, to again, to see the potential, to think about the potential that, that happens to lie around us. If you've ever been in your house and you've been sick and you've had to be in your house for a week or two or a couple of days, however long you're in there, and you're sitting there staring out the windows, and after a while you just kind of get tired of staying inside and you start thinking to yourself, man, I've got an opportunity here at Sunshine. I'm going to walk outside and take advantage of the sunshine and warm up a little bit, get some fresh air. So what happened was that window gave you that opportunity to see the potential of what, what lies ahead, the hope that's in front of you, right? Our hope was if you were sick is that you weren't always going to stay in the house, but you'd be able to take full advantage of the, of the opportunity that's presented to you that's outside that window. And, I, you know, so this story here is very relevant to me. It's very relevant in the fact that, that not only the time that you and I are in right now, we've talked about it multiple times, and I think every preacher in the world is preaching about it, but the reality is that because of what we've been faced with through COVID-19, uh, we've had to be, we've been, we've been kept back, we've been in our houses, we've been wherever we're at, right? We've just kind of been quarantined, if you will, and all we've been able to do is look through windows, right? We've been able to do a little window shopping, a window dressing, if you will, and we're able to take a look at uh, the landscape around us. We've been able to pull back and relax a little bit and really start to see some of the beauty that's around us. And, and you start to realize what you've got or what you've had, right? And, and the desire is that you'll be able to go back and take full advantage of the potential that's in front of you. So I think, I think for every church, including ours, that's one of the things we're going to do in one of these leadership meetings is really take an opportunity to, to look out the windows of potential and then not just look out those windows of potential. That's the first meeting. The second meeting Pastor Keith talked to you about was where we're going to get together and talk about how we can take full advantage of those potentials or that potential that lies in front of us instead of just sitting there looking out at it. But we've been given that privilege to be able to do that. But as I said to you, those windows of opportunity open for a moment, right, and then they close, right? So it's important for us to understand that windows we're not designed to, 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 to go out of to take advantage of something. Windows are used to look out at the potential, but the door is what's used to take advantage, to go out and to do the things that we have seen or that we thought about while we were sitting there looking out the window. So I think here, this little fella, um, 
had the opportunity, right? He probably, as he was sitting there listening to the word of God, I'm sure it went through his mind some of the things that the, that the apostle was saying here as he was listening. And he was probably gazing out through there thinking about all the things that he could be doing and, and that he needed to do based upon what he was hearing. But then he just kind of fell asleep and he didn't take advantage of the situation, right? He, he, he fell asleep and the next thing you know, he just falls out and dies. And I believe, guys, with all of my heart, we as Christians, God has pulled us back and he set us in front of windows, spiritually speaking. And he's given us an opportunity here, right, to just take a look. And not just a look out of one window, because if you're like me and you're honest with yourself, as when life was going on before COVID-19, it seemed like I had one window. Right? I was just focusing on what was right in front of me, and I failed to look around at all the other windows. Most people's cars, if you like mine, just like your house, has got multiple windows. They don't just have a front window. There's all kinds of windows that you can look around and get a whole different perspective of, of the landscape that you are around as you're traveling down the road. But I think the church and myself in general, we found ourselves, the church worldwide, found ourselves just, we had tunnel vision, right? We were just looking through this one window of opportunity. But because of this COVID-19 and, and all the things that's come on with it, we've been pulled back a little bit and, and now we have an opportunity to look through multiple windows and see the full potential that rests and sits around us. And that full potential is, is vast, it is great. That's why there are multiple windows, right, that, that are in our houses so we can see everything around us. Spiritually speaking, it's the same way. We have an opportunity to see things from a whole different vantage point. But it doesn't do us any good, right, if we fall asleep and we fall out of the window and we don't get to take advantage of that potential that's around us. We find ourselves just slowly going to sleep. And that's kind of, I think, where we were in the spiritual realm as a church worldwide, not just Gethsemane, we had kind of fallen asleep just a little bit. We were just kind of comfortable in the window, right? The potential, that little potential that we saw, we were excited about what we had right here at Gethsemane. And other churches were excited about what they had right there. But we couldn't see the vast potential that was in front of us. None of us had any idea probably how much potential we had until it happened. And then we started reaching out to things like Zoom and Facebook Live, although some of that was happening, but not to the, not to the degree that it's happening now. Amen? It's happening much at a much greater rate right now and, and house party and all these other things that are out there that we're using to try to reach people. Drive-in services, right? Those types of things that we're actually doing. I've even heard them talking about going to a drive-in theaters. Churches having it at drive-in theaters. There's all kinds of things that churches are doing now to reach people. And the, and the result is the same at Gethsemane as it is at other churches. We're reaching hundreds and thousands of people that we weren't reaching prior to. Right, Because we, we tapped into the potential that was around us. Remember, windows are so that we can see potential, but the doors are what you have to go through to achieve that potential. And that's where we're at in this message today. Jesus is the door. He's the one that gives us the opportunity to achieve the potential that lies in front of us. But again, it's up to us right, to walk through that door. He's on the other side knocking, saying, hey, I've given you this opportunity, right? I've given you time to sit back and see the potential that's around you. Now, what are you going to do with it? Right? What are you going to do with it? And I think that's why you've heard Pastor Keith and myself and some of our leaders saying it is imperative that we not fall asleep. Right? It's imperative that we don't close our eyes, that we don't blink, that we don't miss this opportunity that's been given to us. The windows of opportunity are there, but we got to go through the door through Jesus to achieve them and to, to grasp hold of them and make sure that we take full advantage of them, that our churches grow. Grow meaning that our people grow spiritually in Christ and that we lead people to Christ. It's not just about filling the building, 
Right? It's not just about that. It's not just about filling the bank account. It's about filling the kingdom of God with people that truly have a relationship with Christ. So we have to take full advantage of that and during this time that you and I are in. So windows create the opportunity, but the door is how we achieve uh, all that, there, that God has for us in that. Listen, if we spend all of our time looking through windows instead of walking through doors, we will never achieve anything in this life. And most importantly, we will never reach our fullest potential in Christ. Amen? In Christ. If we spend all of our time looking through windows instead of walking through doors, we will never achieve anything in this life. And most importantly, we will never reach our fullest potential in Christ. So we can't just look at windows we can't just talk about it. We can't just stay there and just look through those, those beautiful windows that we have. And God has given us opportunity after opportunity. But we can't just sit there and say, how awesome is that? We, we can take advantage of that or we can take advantage of that. A lot of times in church uh, meetings, there's a lot of talking about what we're going to do and very little action upon what we've talked about, right? Usually because there's finances involved and somebody don't want to spend the finances or, or it's going to take... It's going to take a lot of energy based on some one or two people, and they don't really want to give that energy, or there's something in the way that we don't take advantage of those opportunities. But when he puts them in front of us, it's up to us to take advantage of them. If he puts the opportunity there, then the finances are there, the people are there, all that's there that's needed to take advantage of that. And, and again, the whole goal is that people are blessed and that people are added to the kingdom of God. I think about the situation that Gethsemane Church was in several, several years ago, about eight years ago now. And um, when the Lord laid on my heart to start Gethsemane Church, I can talk about that because that was me and I was there. Um, but that was, a, that was an opportunity. Uh, God had, had taken me and he had pulled me back a little bit and he was talking to me and, and showing me all that he had planned for this church. And so here I was, I was doing a lot of window shopping. I was doing a lot of window dressing. There was an awful lot of windows that would be opening, opening up to me that God was revealing to me about this church and how we should go about it and what it should look like and, and how we should carry it out and all these things, even down to how this building should look and all of that stuff, God had laid that on our hearts. And so the opportunity was there and I was, I was excited but also fearful right? Anytime there's new opportunity that God places in front of you, your heart races a little bit, right? Because you understand the weight of it. You understand how important it is. You understand how exciting it is, but you also understand there's great fear with it because you don't want to mess up. So that's kind of where I was and God was revealing all this stuff to me. And I just kind of kept sitting back and I kept questioning God and I kept thinking, I don't know. And, and all these little hindrances that I was talking about, right? The shades were being pulled down over the windows, and, and a lot of times we'll say, yeah, that's how Satan will do it. But Satan didn't do it. Mark did. I was pulling those shades down because I just, you know, I enjoyed the view, but I really wasn't ready to engage in it, right? So the opportunity was in front of me, but I was closing that opportunity very quickly. But thank God, God was merciful and he was gracious, right? And so eventually I had a choice. I could either take advantage of, of the potential that, lie, that lay in front of me as I watched through those windows, as I began to look and watch as God opened those windows in front of me, or I could just pull the shades down and close every one of them and say, I'm not going to do it, and we wouldn't even be here today, right? We would not be where we are today. Gethsemane Church wouldn't be here, uh, again, because of that, that lack or that distrust or that, that missed opportunity. I could have fell, fell asleep there, and it would have all died. Every bit of it would have died. So those windows open but they're only there for a moment. I would venture to say it's probably the same in your own personal life, right? God, there's opportunities and there's moments. If you're like me, a lot of times I question God. I'll say to God, well, God, I'm going through this tough time, right? Or God, I, I need this financial blessing. Or Lord, you know I need this in my relationship. Or whatever it might be, right? We're praying for God to help us. 
and God opens those windows for us to be able to see the potential that's in front of us, right? We, we begin to see God open windows right in front of us. And what do we do a lot of times? Like I said, we'll look out that window and go, well, that's great. Well, that couldn't be God. He wouldn't. Nah, that's, that's got to be me, right? So we just pull the blind down. So he opens another window for us and we just pull the blind down and we, we miss taking advantage of those opportunities, we don't take advantage of them and realize our fullest potential. And we just, we just tell God, well, we just get mad at him and say, well, God, why aren't you helping me? And the whole time he's been, he's been putting us in these places, right, so we can see the potential in front of us. But he understands, just like the word says, the only way to reach that fullest potential is through Christ. This is where people, this is where Christians, including myself, we all have a problem. And we all understand that we got to go through Jesus, but we just don't want to do it. We don't want to do it because it's, there's pride involved. We don't want to do it because there's time involved. We don't want to do it for multiple reasons. But we all know that that's the way you got to go. How many of you, like myself, find yourself talking to people constantly about their situations and we keep giving them the same answer, right? It's almost like they're asking us because they're hoping there's a different way, right? They're hoping there's a better way. But now God's been revealing to them the way, right? Because he's going to show them the same view he shows you and I. The same view is it's a beautiful place. It's, this is great potential here, but it all leads through Christ, right? Every bit of it leads through Jesus. Every bit of that leads, leads to us denying ourselves, right, and then turning to Christ. And that's what Jesus said in his word. If you're going to follow me, right, if you want my Father's blessings, you've got to deny yourself first, take up your cross, right? In other words, surrender to me, right, and then take up your sword and fight. Deny yourself first, and then he says, you come after me. That's the answer to every problem in life, okay? Mark the tape, mark wherever, how you say that now, that's the answer. That is the absolute answer to everything in life. It don't matter what question is asked of you tomorrow. If somebody comes up to you and says, my family's falling apart, deny yourself first, right? Take up your cross and follow Jesus. If somebody comes to you tomorrow and says, I'm financially destitute, deny yourself first. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. If somebody says, hey, I need a job, deny yourself first, take up your cross and follow Jesus. I'm physically sick, deny yourself first, take up your cross and follow Jesus. It's the same. It's absolutely the same. What you see in the Bible, what you see in those pages, right? What you see on, on those, those thin leaf pages in your Bible, when you flip through them, are just windows. Okay? Every one of those are windows. Every page is a different window. But the view remains the same. Jesus. Amen? Turn the page. It's still Jesus. Turn the page. It's still Jesus. It don't matter how many pages you turn. The view is still the same. All those are windows. He shows us potential and he shows us opportunity through the lives of others who have been through some of the same things that you and I are going through. Amen? That's what it is. So we got a lot of theologians. We got a lot of doctors out there of theology. We got a lot of preachers. We got a lot of teachers we got a lot of people singing songs about it, but the reality is it's all about Jesus. Amen? And it's all about my willingness and your willingness to quit looking through the windows of opportunity and start walking through the doors, right, that lead to us achieving the opportunities. Amen? So many people leave this world and all they've ever done is look through the windows. Amen? All they've ever done is see what they could have done, what they could have been, what their potential was. Amen? I was privileged to do a funeral today. And that, those thoughts were in my mind, you know, that one day I'm going to leave this world. One day everybody else in that room is going to leave this world. One day all of us are going to leave this world. 
It's what you do with what you've got in this world that matters, right? God put us here for a reason, and the reason is to achieve His plan, to achieve His goal. And so opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity is given to us in our lifespan. How many things do we achieve for God, and how many opportunities do we squander? Amen? I pose this question to him today, and I do it just about at every service that I have the privilege of doing. And, and you've heard me say this before, but for those of you that are new, it's worth saying again. Um, that story about the dash is so powerful because that's what it talks about. Uh, Sister Willa Mae Powell gave that story to me, and she asked that, that question to me several years ago when I first, my first pastorate. And she said to me, she said, Mark, how you live in your, how you live in your dash? And I've told you the story, but I said, I, Sister Willa Mae, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean, how am I living my dash? And she said, well, I'll explain it to you. She said, there's a day that you're born. And I said, yeah, I got that. You know, that's the, that's the time we celebrate greatly because you were born, right? That's opportunity, okay? The day that you were born, guess so many church member, right, or attendee, that is opportunity. When you're born and you breathe that first breath of life, you have opportunity to do marvelous things for Christ, okay? And then she said, the day that you die, right, that's also a very important date, and we celebrate that date too. And that date is also a window of opportunity for you and I to praise our God in the life that we live. Hopefully, we have a heavenly reward. Hopefully, people will be able to look back and celebrate the fact that you did God's work, right? So both of those days are opportunity. Both of those days are important days. She said, the day that you're born, the day that you die, right? Both of those are dates that we celebrate. I said, I got that. And she said, well, I want you to imagine something with me. Imagine you're walking through this cemetery. And she said, you come upon a gravestone, a grave marker. She said, look at it and tell me what you see. And I said, well, I see that date you're talking about, the date that you're born. I can see that on there. And then I see the date that somebody leaves this world, right? They pass away. I see that date. So I got that. And she said, well, what else do you see? I said, well, you know, I can see something like a firefighter's helmet. It kind of gives me an idea that person might have been a firefighter or just love firefighters in general. I can see a stethoscope possibly of a, maybe a doctor or a nurse. Kind of gives you a glimpse into who they were. Maybe I see a Bible verse. Maybe I see a flower here or there. I was naming stuff to her, and she said, that's great. What else do you see? And I'm thinking, I'm running out of things to see. You know, I don't see anything else. I, there's nothing else you could possibly get on there. Kind of small, so I don't see a whole lot on there. And she said, well, now you're getting to the point that I wanted you to see, right? And this is opportunity, Gethsemane. This right here is potential at its highest level. The dash. That dash, she said, there is a date you're born and a date that you die, and there is a dash in between those two dates on most gravestones. I said, yeah, you're right, there is. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> she said, Mark, that dash represents your life. That birth is, a is one of the smallest portions of your life. That death is one of the smallest portions of your life. But your lifetime is encapsulated in the dash. Okay, that's you. That little old dash, one of the smallest things on the entire grave marker is you, right? And that dash is filled with opportunity and potential, right? And so her question to me was, are you living your life in such a manner that you won't just live a legacy, but you'll leave one? That was her question to me. Are you living your life in such a way? Are you taking full advantage of the opportunities that God gives to you that you reach your fullest potential in Him and achieve all God has for you. Right? You see what I'm saying? Windows of opportunity. 
All of us have them. It's what we do with the opportunity. You got to leave the window and you got to open the door and walk through the door, which is Christ. You got to follow him, walk with him. That's the only way that you and I are going to ever achieve all we have to achieve in him. And it's the only way at the end of our life that we can say we lived our dash in a way that's pleasing to God. Amen? So my statement to most people is live your life like your hair is on fire. Amen? If your hair is on fire, you're not going to stand still. If your hair is on fire, you're going to be looking for opportunities to put it out. Is that right? You're going to be looking through every window of opportunity. Where's the water? Where's something I can put on it to put it out? You're going to be doing all you can, but you ain't going to be standing still because if you stand still, you burn. Come on, somebody. Amen? Now, you didn't get that. If you stand still, you will burn. And if you burn, you will die. Amen? The Bible said the wages of sin is death. If you and I stand still in Christ and all we do is look through windows of opportunity and we never run to him, we never go through the door, we're just going to sit there and we're just going to burn. And we're just going to, we're just going to fade away into nothing. And never achieve what God has for us in this life. The door is important. Windows are to be used to see opportunity. But the door is the avenue in order for us to reach our fullest potential and accomplish all that that God has for us in this life. It's important. Amen? It's important. So for you, those of you that are watching today, those of you that are leaders at Gethsemane, those of you that are potential leaders at Gethsemane, right? Everybody at Gethsemane is a potential leader. Everybody in Gethsemane is a potential soul winner for Christ. That's all of us. My question to you is the same question that we could have asked to Eutychus. What are you doing with the potential that's set in front of you? Are you just listening and taking it all in? Are you, are you watching? Are you getting the view? You got a great seat here. You got a great view. But what are you doing with it? Are you just falling asleep on your potential? Because if you do, you might not wake up out of it. Amen? You might not have another opportunity. Here, this young man went to sleep on God. Right? He was enjoying the view so much so, enjoying the, the, what he was hearing, what he was seeing so much so, he went to sleep and he died. But God's merciful. Amen? God is merciful. And he restored his life. And that young man got back up and he did not walk in the window. He walked back through the door. Go read it. Amen. He didn't get up and climb back up and go back through the window. He got up and he walked through the door. And I guarantee you that little fellow, that fellow had a different outlook on the rest of that message. And he had a whole different outlook on life. I promise you he went away from there looking how he could achieve all God had for him. And he probably didn't go to sleep sitting in any window anymore. Amen. He probably didn't sit there and watch and look out windows and even nod off. He was probably very strong in his mind to make sure you're fully awake when you're looking at the opportunities that God has in front of you. So my question to you today and all of us here today is, what things have God shown to you? What is your potential? Do you know what your potential is? The Bible says that you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, you have great potential. God has a lot of confidence in you. He's your biggest fan. Amen? He thinks you, you've got potential. And you do. So what are you going to do with it? Do you know what your potential is? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit there and just look out the window and gaze at to what you think your potential may be? Or are you going to go do something about your potential? Right? The only way to do it is to go through Christ. Make sure you're saved and then put your hand in his hand and let him direct you into all that he has for you that you achieve every single bit of it. Pray about that. Right? Pray about it. I don't want any of us at the end of our life to be laying on our deathbed and say, I wish I would have done more for God. I, there's not too many people that I've been beside their deathbed. In fact, I can't name one that were to their right mind that I sat beside and talked to that said anything about they couldn't wait to get up and go party 
I didn't hear too many of them. Matter of fact, none had ever said they were worried about paying their bills. I didn't, I didn't sit beside too many of them that, that thought about, hey, listen, I can't wait to get up and go to the movie theater. I can't wait to go to the beach. I can't wait to get up and go to the lake. That ain't what I, what I hear. In most cases, the people that are dying around you, they're concerned about a couple of things. Do I know this Jesus? Right? And if not, how do I? Is, it, is my family here? I love my family. I want them to know I love them. I want to make sure they're in good shape before I leave here. And have I done anything wrong to anybody that's going to keep me out of heaven? That's usually the top three things of people that I've been around when they're leaving this world to go to the next. Amen? So let's make sure we achieve all we're supposed to achieve in Christ as individuals. Don't, let's, don't, let's don't wait to the end and lay there and say, Lord, if you'll give me just another couple of years, I'll, I'll, I'll achieve all you have for me. Because the Bible said today's the day of salvation, right? Today's the day that you and I are to achieve all the potential he has for us. In this day, our goal is to get up, look at the windows of opportunity around us, and achieve every single one of them for Christ. Go to sleep, get up, do the same thing the next day. See, you can't do what I do at work. What I don't achieve this day, I just write down and I try to do it again the next day. I'm not promised the next day in the spiritual realm. Amen? So I need to make sure I achieve all for God I can this day, and because tomorrow is a new day. And I have new potential in that day. And you have new potential in that day. Amen? Amen. Gethsemane Church, same question, right? And churches around the world. We've been praying, right, that God would give us this moment. We've been praying, right, that God would allow us, show us how to reach more people. I think we know now, right? I think we know a lot of it. We may not know all of it, but we know what to do. We're doing some of it. I think God has given us the opportunity to pull back and to breathe and to relax a lot of us have probably been praying for that some, right? Lord, I need a break. You know, I need a break, God. I need, you know, I'm just too stressed. I got way too much going on. This world is crazy. It's chaos, right? So COVID-19 comes along and what happened? Everything starts to settle down, right? If you're like me, it's kind of been, it's kind of been nice not being so stressed and so busy, right? And have every single day on your calendar with something to do from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. It's been nice getting in the house before 9 and 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, amen? And eat with your family and not have to rush and just go straight to bed. It's been nice. But what are we doing with it? If all we've been doing with this time that's been given to us, church, if all we've been doing is sitting on our front porch eating barbecue chicken and not thinking about what we need to do for the Lord, we've missed it. Amen? We have absolutely missed it. Yes, we're, to take, take, we're supposed to take some rest ourselves, but that ain't all we're supposed to do. Right? When we have this time, our minds should be on God first, ourselves, right? Second, but God first, or others second, ourselves third, right? However you want to list it. But we must make sure that we're not wasting this time. That's what happens a lot of times. We're given opportunity, and we waste the opportunity. We waste the time. So for us as a church, guys, we've been given the opportunity. We don't need to squander it. Let's make sure we don't fall asleep in Christ. Let's make sure that we understand the windows of opportunity that have been opened around us, and let's make sure we accomplish them all for the glory of God. Amen? I want to give you one other thing here. Windows... Windows also are made to protect, right, and keep out anything that might harm us, right, or doors, rather, excuse me, doors. Doors are made to do that very same thing. Doors are also made to give us access, which allows you and I to move from one place to the next, right, glory to glory. Through Christ, doors are given to us to take us from this place to the next place, to hold another level in Him, right? So that's why it's important for us not just see the potential through windows, but to walk through doors. These doors also add beauty, and the Bible tells us He, he, takes, he gives us beauty for ashes, right? This is an old ashen clay pot that's going to go away, but Christ is the beauty, right? He is the lily of the valley. And through that door, we, beauty is added to each one of us. And as I said to you earlier, it gives us opportunity. Doors give us opportunity. I want you to leave with this one thought in mind. 
when thinking about windows and doors as well. Windows, guys, are created or designed to let light in. Amen? That's why you have windows. Skylight windows. They're designed to let light in. Windows around your house are designed to let light in. Doors are designed to let man in. Amen? Windows are designed to let light in. And doors are designed to let man in. If we'll allow the light of the world to come into our hearts, right? If we'll allow that, that light to come in, that, 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 that spirit of God to come into our lives, and we walk through that door, right? That's what it's designed to do, to let you and I into his glory, that we'll be able to be with him forever, ever, and ever, evermore, okay? That's what it's all about. That's why when you see the ark, you had a window at the top. You had a window that the light could come in, and so that the air, which is life, can come in, but the door was designed to let man come in, amen? To let man come into all the glory of God, the protection of God, the beauty of God, all the things that we talked about, but also to turn him back loose into his fullest potential, Amen. So that's the way you and I need to be. The Bible gives us clear direction on it, right? Allow that light to come in and allow that life to come in and then take full advantage of the potential that's in front of you, right? And just enjoy the presence of God and allow him to take you out into your fullest potential. That's what we got to make sure that we do, guys. It's the reason I wanted to talk to you tonight. It's so important. It's so valuable for you and I not to miss this moment. Don't miss these opportunities in your life. I want to say it one more time because I think it's worth saying. If you're going through a battle right now, a struggle, make sure you get up and pay attention to me right here and zoom in, okay? I said it one time and I'm going to say it one more time. If you're going through a battle in life and you're looking for the answers, you're looking, right? Look at the window of opportunity, but always remember it, it has to be accessed through Christ. There's a lot of potential when you sit there and you think about all your problems and you think about how nice you'd like for it to be and you're thinking about how it would look when things are the way it's supposed to be, it's because it can be. You just got to access it through Christ. That's the answer. You're having problems, talk to Jesus. If you're having problems, accept Jesus. If you're having problems, be obedient to Jesus. Amen? It's all about talking to him, accepting him, and be obedient to him. If you'll do those things, you'll achieve your fullest potential in him. And everything that's going on in your life, that storm will be calmed down and because he says all good and perfect gifts come from him. Amen. And that everything that, you know, all, good, all, all things work together for good of those that love the Lord. Right. But it all leads through the door. That's what he was trying to say to his apostles, to the disciples and to all of us today. Guys, we dress up the message so much today. We try to make it sound so nice and so people are watching. We try to, we try to make it sound just elaborate and all these things and, and really say some pretty cool things. But in the end, it all points right back to the same thing. It don't matter, it don't matter who's preaching it. You know, we, can, we, can, we can give great stories and we can give great illustrations. And, and man, we can make it sound so good. But the bottom line is, it, you could say what you needed to say in about five minutes and we wouldn't have to take this time. Do you know Jesus? Right? Have you accepted him and have you been obedient to him? Do you see your potential and have you accessed it through Christ? That's it. That's the Bible in a nutshell. We can write it on one page. You can get it all in John 3, 16. Everything I just said to you is, enca is encapsulated in that one passage of Scripture. Amen? I want to pray with you here. I know tonight's been more about just giving you some information and more teaching tonight than it was preaching, but I think it's important for us to understand, and I said all I said tonight, I think God wanted you to hear that tonight so that you understand how important you are and the potential that lies in front of you, but that you're never going to achieve that potential if you don't walk through Christ. You've got to walk through Him, and you've got to walk in Him from that time going forward. And you can't just do it for a moment. See, you got to walk with him forever. You can't just do it through a moment.
Let's pray.